This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the post-match podcast after Liverpool beat West Ham by two goals to nil at the London Stadium. To kick things off, let's hear from Ross and his match reaction. Hello, welcome to Redmen TV. It's match reaction time. Liverpool have just beaten West Ham by two goals to nil and I'm in a rather good mood. Uh, that was a pretty routine performance from the Reds. Not sure what I expected, to be honest. I thought West Ham, you know, the fighting relegation, they need the points on the board, and it just really didn't show any fight, any desire, nothing, and it really did show why the bottom of the league, uh, or towards the bottom, sorry, and why David Moyes is not a football genius. Um, but more on the Reds, as I thought, we just took control first 10 15 minutes, was kind of sizing them up what they wanted to do, passing the ball around, keeping possession, and not rushing anything. Um, Arrigi was making runs, Sal was making runs, Bobby was making runs as well. And if it wasn't those two, it was Henderson and Genie running from deep. And I think it was just making runs to deceive the opponent, being smart, psychologically battling with them. I was thinking, you know, we're going to make these runs, but we're not going to receive a pass. And we're going to keep you guessing. And that's exactly what they did. They waited for the right moments. They waited for the right pass. And you saw that when they broke through time and time again. They, they made opportunities. Uh, but we've seen that from Liverpool before. And again, as a fan, when you're sitting in the stands, you're not worried. You're fine with it. You're thinking it's nil-nil, half an hour. I'm fine with this. Uh, you know, they create an opportunity by doing exactly that. Um, Divock Rigg does really well. Uh, two people around him, wins the goal. I haven't seen the replay, um, but obviously it goes to the VAR. I think they give a penalty. Mo Salah, quite rightly, I said before the game, I thought he might step up. Not that he's been not that he's been rubbish at all, but, you know, with Sadio Mane out the side, I think he obviously wants to do well all the time, but he's got that extra incentive, in my opinion. He's got an opportunity to go go forward and get get the golden boot. What I thought is all round play. There's a number of players, but Mo Salah I'm going to talk about uh, absolutely fantastic. He was on fire tonight. You know, he gets gets the goal from the penalty. He gets the assist from outside of the boot for Oxley Chamberlain was absolutely wonderful. He hit the post. He had loads of other chances. He's bringing other people into play. Um, whether he's listened to criticism, whether he's just doing his own thing, I'm guessing that he is. Um, West Ham left in bags of space as well, so he was able to go and do his thing. I thought it was absolutely superb. Jordan Henson, again, I'll, I'll do my play ratings in a second. But again, just absolutely everywhere, just pressing West Ham as soon as they got the ball. There were very few opportunities that they did. Henderson was there, or someone else was there leading the press, and it's absolutely fantastic. Allison deserves a mention as well, in my opinion, because he had three massive saves that I can remember in the second half, and he was there every time. Uh, I think we should just rename him Spider-Man, to be completely honest. Um, 
but I walking back with Tom and I thought that's absolutely massive win for Liverpool. We might not see him because you know we think it's West Ham, but 19 points clear. We've beaten everybody in this league, which no Liverpool side has ever done before, uh, and we're giving ourselves a little bit more breathing room. So it's an absolutely fantastic performance. West Ham were shite, but take nothing away from Liverpool. I thought they were absolutely superb. So that was Ross's match reaction. Now let's move on to his player ratings for the team. Hello, Oxford Reven TV. It's player ratings time. Liverpool beat West Ham by two goals to nil. Uh, going to be a couple of high scores in this one, I think, even though West Ham were absolutely diabolical. But, you know, take nothing away from the Reds. I thought they were superb. Going to start with Alison Becker. Obviously, he's the goalkeeper. Um, I'm going to give him a nine. and could quite easily give him a ten, if I'm being honest. Um, again, another game where he doesn't have a lot to do. But when he's called upon, he made some big saves. There was three in the second half that I can remember. Um, I joked him in match reaction. Just call me Spider-Man. Like, he's absolutely everywhere. There was one in particular where he's going the other way and he needs to dive low left to save it. I think he goes out for a corner in the end. But I just, I'm lost for words on him. I really am. He's... His distribution, he's coming out, he's reading of the game, his confidence, sat there and stands, not one problem at all. The, the gaspy moments where you think West Ham are in, they've got a chance, big hand, save, don't worry about it, it's fine. Uh, so he can have a nine, he can argue he could have a ten, and that would be perfectly fine. Uh, right back, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, I will give him a seven. Um, he was involved quite a lot, more than, he, more than he has been, to be honest with you, he's able to go and get forward. Um, deliver some crosses so some of his set pieces from corners weren't great they tried a short corner routine it just got kind of sniffed out but that isn't just solely his fault um, again link up play with the midfield with Jordan Henson making those runs supporting Mohamed Salah on the right hand side I thought he was fantastic uh, yeah so he can have a 7 uh, Joe Gomez in fact I'll do Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk together they can both have 9s and arguably again you can give them 10s um, Sebastian Alley was up, up top um, I don't know who was supporting him, forgive me, but I, they just any time they got a sniff at goal, Barlow's chances I mentioned that Alisson saved. They were just everywhere. They, they held a high line um, and, they, and they stuck to it and they've got the pace behind them to go and make the runs in, to support that and defend and just shove West Ham off the ball. They absolutely bullied them um, <laughs> to the point where they just gave up. It's absolutely sound, so they can both have nines. Robertson, again, similar to Trent, bombing forward. I don't know if I feel sorry for him in the fact that He's playing with Divock Origi, and that's not a criticism of Divock Origi. I've said this before, if, you know, that link-up play that he's got with Sadio Mane, and there was a lot of talk on earlier in the week between Chris and David Maddock about you know knowledge versus understanding. He's got that understanding with with uh, Sadio Mane and when Tim McGormick runs. I think he holds some of them back when he's playing with Divock Origi, just in case he loses the ball. He's got to go back and go and defend as well. But again, chased everything, hired everything. Physically strong as well, which we always see from Robertson, of shoving people off the ball and going... That's mine, actually. Uh, I'll give Robertson a seven as well. But again, argue higher. I don't care. It's fine. Uh, central midfield, Jordan Henderson. Tom will absolutely leather the shit out of me if I don't give Jordan Henderson a ten for this game and he's nodding behind the camera. Uh, of course, he's got to have a ten. I said before, in terms of pressing, harrying, just covering every blade blade on the pitch yet again from Jordan Henderson you know a man who's in form if you don't rate Jordan Henderson at this point just give up watching football because he brings so much to this team uh, not only that he orchestrates people when to go forward he shouts at them when they're doing they do stuff wrong which is the role of a captain I, I understand that but you know this could have been a game where you kind of switch off or take your foot off the gas and he just wasn't having it, so I think he deserves a 10. Um, in midfield, Jeannie Van Alden can have an 8. Again, same as Jordan Henderson, 
just didn't give West Ham any time on the ball at all. Just just wasn't having it. Again, we see those glimpses of, of genius from Genie Van Alden where he's in tight spaces. He's got two, three people around him, sticks his arse out, which he's entitled to do, um, and just kind of pass it out to the left or to the right to put someone in space, which... You know, isn't a glorious role. We said this about Genie before. You know, just just the dirty work, which is credit to him. He's 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 happy to do that, and you know, create and start attacks and start counter attacks, and absolutely spot on. Um, Oxley Chamberlain. Uh, I'm going to give him an eight. I thought he took his goal really well. Actually, um, I wasn't sure before that, but I think you know. <laughs> He's another one who's he's kind of got a point to prove, hasn't he? He's not been. I don't think he's been great in the past few weeks, but. Again, he's just harried everything. He's uh, supported Mo's link-up play with the front three. was excellent. His ability to just get the ball in midfield, again, around tight spaces. But his first instinct is to take a touch, turn, and go forward towards that goal. And he started so many uh, chances for Liverpool in that game. And again, he, you know, he just carries carries on, doesn't give up, uh, and he gets his goal eventually. And I thought it was actually really well taken. The front three... Mohamed Salah can have a 10 as well. Uh, I thought he was absolutely fantastic tonight. A man on fire. Um, I mentioned him in match reaction. He might have that extra incentive that, you know, Sadio Mane isn't playing. He can go for the golden boot. But I think he was just bang up for it. You know, he hits the post. He gets the goal um, from the penalty. And he's asked, like, I want to watch it back again for the, for the assist for Oxley chamberlain outside of the boot. Uh, and he could have had more goals and probably should have had more goals. But, you know, it's good to see him back on the score sheet. Uh, banging fire. And again, you know, you can say West Ham was shite all you like, but Mohamed Salah was absolutely fantastic for me tonight. As was Bobby Firmino. Uh, I've said this before as well. I suffer from Bobby Bias. He's my favourite player by a mile, and he has been for a long time. Um, again, he's a man who's dropping deep, comes to create, uh, looks for the ball, looks to bring other players into play. Uh, some really neat touches. I think he could have had a goal in the first half as well. I think he tried to chip the goalkeeper. It might have been someone else, but I could barely see the pitch. Never mind the players, because the stadium is a bit fucking mental. Um, but again, yeah, I give I give Bobby an eight for that one, and Divock Origi can have a seven. Yeah, I give him a seven. He wins the penalty. Um, I, I really struggle with Divock Origi, and I think when he starts games, I'm a little hesitant to how he's going to perform, and when he comes in and out of games, it's really hard for him. Maybe I'm being really harsh on him in that sense of you know he doesn't have the fluidity or consistency of starting games week in week out. So for him to come in and me expect him to be hit the ground running, maybe I'm asking too much. Um, but again, he seems to have the right ideas, but the conviction just isn't there. And whether that is game time or confidence or whatever else, uh, it just doesn't seem to be there at the middle. But again, he wins the penalty, which gets Liverpool in the lead. So, yeah, he can have a seven. Uh, substitutes for Bino, <laughs> much better than he was on Thursday. I'm not sure he could have been any worse, to be honest. Um, I- I'll give him a seven. But again, it's it's him playing in that deeper role where I think Pedro Chiavea was, was more or less there at the weekend. Um, taking his time, playing the right passes. Just getting involved in the play and getting used to, to his teammates again. You know, he, okay, he was shite on Sunday, but you know he's got Genie and Hendo, which then turned to Genie and Cater towards the end. Um, just getting his rhythm back and I'm getting getting some game time. The, the game was gone. West Ham had given up at this point. A perfect opportunity to bring him in. Other substitutes: uh, Curtis Jones was only on for a few minutes. I'm not, I'm not going to score him, but again influential game time for him he's obviously going to play this Shrewsbury game so for him to be involved in the first team setup, I think we can all agree if anyone's going to break through from that youth setup at the moment it will be him and there's one more substitute Tom oh Naby Keita again sorry yeah um, I'd already mentioned him uh, again a bit like Fabinho someone to come back in get the rhythm uh, I would have liked him to have started this game to be honest but he wasn't ready and Chamberlain did it justice because he obviously scores um but again, you know, bringing that extra energy into midfield towards the end of the game, not giving up, keeping up the keeping up the pace, uh, and again, you know, leading the press, 
getting the ball forward, playing cute little passes, the stuff that we like to see from Naby Keita, uh, absolutely excellent. So uh, they are, oh, Naby can have a seven, why not? There we go, that was Russ's player ratings. Now here's a little snippet from the instant match reaction. I mean, we snuffed them out completely in terms of ball into feet, we get there first. Or we'd, 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 we'd shield them out and push them away from goal, which we did magnificently. But Gomez and Van Dijk were fantastic at doing that. Trent doing it on the side as well, not just not just the centre-halves. And then you're thinking the ball's over the top. Usually we're praising Gomez's pace. It was Virgil van Dijk two, two times that I can really clearly remember. He just gets into his fifth gear and just goes, no, I'm getting there before you. And he has no right to do it. At, at the one time he didn't, sorry. He was doing that thing where he kind of backs off, backs off, yeah. made decision, and just showed the attacker who was on this side of the box going towards goal. You're thinking, oh shit, and he just backs off, backs off, and it just shows him round, yeah. and which allows us to get players back and stuff the attacker. It, it genuinely, it was a perfect, perfect defensive performance, and yes. There were lapses in concentration as they're always going to be in 90 minutes. And yes, there were shots on goal. But then you've got Alisson Becker in behind. You're looking at some of the saves he's made there as well. Defensively, we were fantastic just in terms of just stopping it. Midfield-wise, midfield we were unbelievable. The work rate and the way we recycled possession and the way that we just kept things moving really slickly. Even when Fabinho came on, not and dropped in terms of our tempo. And then up top... Everything was was dynamic and everything was so fl- like fluid as well as dynamic, but it was also incisive and it and it, and it, it really caught West Ham open. I think it was the perfect game for us to go into there away from home and just show West Ham that we're going to batter them. We needed a comfortable win. West Ham are a perfect team to get that against. Thank you for listening to the post-match podcast for the West Ham game. Um, If you want to hear more post-match content, you can do. The final word will be out later on today, so make sure you check that out. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.